0: This week in wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group. Retirement made simple. This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors LLC, an SEC registered advisor, WGN Radio, and RWA are not affiliated here's wgn radio's elise glink and alpha wealth group's tom fortino
1: hi everybody good morning chicago welcome back to this week in wealth i'm elise glink i am the ceo of best money moves my financial wellness technology company
2: and i'm tom fortino the principal and founder of the alpha wealth group uh, right here in the chicagoland area
1: So every week we talk about what's going on in business news, of which there is plenty. Um, And we invite you to give Tom and me a call if you want to ask a question about your own portfolio, 630-934-1855, or you can always go to alphawealthgroup.com. And when you're there, you can be sure to download uh, all the cool information that Tom offers, the income planning package, estate planning, how to think it through, asset planning, investment planning, tax planning. Tom can help you with everything. Just give him a call. 630-934-1855. So, Tom, can you help him with inflation? Because (laughs) (laughs) this week, wow. I mean, uh, you know, the inflation number is crazy. It hit 9.1%, a new 40-year high. That was the headline. There is so much to unpack there because, as you pointed out before we even got on the air, uh, next month... The lower number from last year, the annualized rate, which was around five percent, will drop off. The number could even go up higher. the The big question is, you know, has the Fed going to react? And then, meanwhile, mm-hmm. we've got the crypto market that's basically imploded. Three ACs in liquidation. The founders have disappeared. Bitcoin back to under twenty thousand. It's crashed from one and a quarter trillion. To 377 billion today. That's a huge drop of almost a trillion dollars. We've got billionaires that are trying to prop up other crypto desks. The whole thing is just a mess with mm-hmm. crypto. And meanwhile, I keep going back to this inflation number where I just think we're all heading for something. I don't know. What are we heading for, Tom? What's well, your take you- <laughs> on this? <laughs> just dig it. Is there
2: any good news in there, at least? No. Um, you know <laughs> I don't know you tell me. oh, I know the p
1: I know here 's the good news if you have cash you 're in good shape how's
2: that that's true that's true, but you need to have a plan uh, as we go forward you know if if you take the contrarian view so i'll just briefly make the the contrarian argument here you know it's like the Rothschild said the time to invest when there's blood in the streets, the cannons are roaring, or Buffett who said you know when others are greedy it 's time to be fearful when others are fearful it 's time to be greedy so To a certain extent, there could be some opportunities out there. I mean, it'd be very careful and cautious, but the Fed has talked about, they said, the likelihood of the Fed increasing to one base, you know, the end of, as you mentioned, at least, coming up in these next couple of weeks on July, there's quite a bit of other stuff to unpack. And uncertainty, as we know in anything in our lives and in the market, of course, is not a good thing. So we're waiting for the Fed. That's going to happen before the end of this month to determine are they going to go 75 basis points, 0.75. Now they're talking about it could be one. I don't think it's going to be that way. I just don't think Jerome Powell is going to go to one or the, the Fed Do you will. think
1: it's too shocking if he does?
2: Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see him doing it. Just based on his history and so on, I think 75 is the most they're going to go. That's my opinion. And that, that's what I would say. You know, we've also got GDP that's going to be out, the gross domestic product, for the second quarter. They have three successive readings. This will be the preliminary. So now we had a down 1.6, the final reading of the first three months. First quarter of the year was down 1.6. The second quarter, they've, they've continued to, to adjust it. But now um, the first reading, and then they'll have one. They actually have three in a row every month. And then there's a final reading. But well, we're gonna have the initial one before the end of the year. So if it's that negative, technically we're in a recession. I think that's irrelevant whether you know the technical stuff, it's how do you feel, how's it impacting you? But so there's still a lot to unpack here as it relates to the market. So I think we're not gonna see any big moves one way or another on the market for a little while. That said, I think there's still again opportunities. Uh, well, a couple things. Number one, I would—I always say, know what you own, know why you own it. For example, you mentioned the Fed might increase rates. Mm. Well, keep in mind, you—if you own bonds and even the longer duration bonds, they can be impacted more. Bonds are negative year to date in some cases, double digits. Oh, yeah. Should you more own some? And these are small moves. Always be cautious. You know, should you own more shorter term bonds? You know, there's a Vanguard has an ultra short term bond. You could own, and maybe that's part of your fixed piece. It doesn't have as much volatility typically, but it can act as a volatility buffer for now. Um, Should you be in different sectors like healthcare or staples, you can see over the past month, they've been positive. So these are things that, again, small adjustments, be careful. If you work with somebody, talk to them. And then if there's a watch list, you know, some of these stocks, it's the old baby out with the bathwater. You know, good stocks that are down, you know, 20% or more, if you look at Apple or Microsoft, those are easy. I don't have to do a big deep de- dive into technical and fundamental analysis. But, you know, you could say they're at a discount. Maybe those are things to put on your watch list or buy now and say, look, I'm, I'm willing to hold them for the next three to five years or longer, hopefully right. longer.
1: Or, you know, you can look at, you know, with stocks down, the, those that are dividend paying, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, may- I agree.
1: It right? That's a mm-hmm. that's a great way to kind of boost things up. And of course I bonds, which we always talk about, are gonna be like you know, an amazing price point for you. But I wanna go back to this idea of, of inflation eating things up. I think what's happened is, you know, people are already adjusting what they're spending and how they're spending it. And so Bank of America came out this week, the the head economist or whatever, and said, we're going to have a very severe recession. We saw Robert Heller, former member of Federal Reserve Board, he came out and said, we're already in, functionally in, or maybe actually in a recession now. It's shallow, Mm -hmm. but we're going to come out of it, and then we're going to have a deeper double-dip recession. We've heard a lot of people talking about recession for 2023, I have felt like we've already been in a recession and I think more and more people are agreeing but it's a very unusual one because and you asked for the bright spot jobs (laughs) people have jobs right they have jobs and they're making more money now than they ever have been, because there's such a mismatch between the number of people looking for work and the number of jobs that are out there, and so companies are paying more to have you on, they're keeping people on. We're hearing about, I mean, yes, if you work in the mortgage industry, there were a lot of layoffs this week, but that's not so bad, right? That's good news. You got a job, and the job's steady, and it's paying more, right?
2: Well, certainly that's good. I mean, the backdrop is we'll see how this works. The the participation rate is lower than it was pre-COVID, means less people are participating in the market right now. And we know there's a lot of job openings. Again, now the question is, where's that trend going? We've seen Netflix and Tesla and and uh, and uh, Meta and all these another companies out and say, well, you know, we're going to back off a little bit. Doesn't mean there's there's still not a lot of jobs out there. To your point, at least. Yeah. So that is a positive thing. People are working. We just have to see. And then we've got the supply chain issues. That's a big part of this, too. And if some of those things can free up. That just doesn't seem to be getting resolved. And so, again, this is something we're just going to have to see how it plays out over the next few months. I think the next few months are going to be significant yeah. to, to see how this, this trend continues to go.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and continue to talk about what you can do. Uh, if inflation continues to get higher without freaking out. We don't want you to freak out. We just want you to be prepared. So you can always call Tom, ask us a question, 630-934-1855, or go to alphawealthgroup.com. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. I'm Elise Glink uh, with That's Money Moves, and I'm here with Tom Fortino of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you've got a question for Tom or for me, you can give us a call, 630-934-1855, or just go to alphawealthgroup.com. Tom's got a ton of great information on the website. You can just download it. You can fill out a form. He'll give you a call back. All good stuff. All right. So as we were uh, going off to commercial break, my last message to you was, don't freak out. So let's start there, Tom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, you know, we said a lot of really scary things in the first thing. You know, we talked about this crazy new number of inflation, which, by the way, I think everybody already intrinsically knows. I mean, even though gas prices are coming down and gas and food are not actually even included in those numbers... You're feeling it. You know, you're feeling it every time you go to the grocery store. There's a little bit of a shock when you see how much stuff is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and the idea that we might have a double-dip recession, that we're in one now. We might have a more severe one next year. That's a scary thought. Mm -hmm. What are you telling people? You know, I'm getting emails all the time. What should I do? I'm looking at my numbers. I'm looking at my 401K. I'm terrified. What, what What are you telling people? I'm sure you're getting those same calls.
2: Yeah, I I do talk, of course, to people about these things because who can't be emotional? It's very tough. You know, we always try to say, well, let's try to minimize some of the emotions because many studies have been done. You know, these behavioral economists have looked at a lot of this stuff and looked at the the financial behavior, how people react. And and Dalbar has done it. They've done 20-year rolling periods time after time. It shows that the average investor underperforms. Because they make emotional decisions, and it's not to be insensitive towards that. It's not to, to, that's tough. But I think if we can understand some of the realities of some of these things, you know, I've said if you look over periods of time, we've been here before. The market has has uh, done these things before. The likelihood over a period of time, in your long-term goals, you're typically over time, you're going to be okay. We've seen it. We've seen the market. Yep. So we just want to understand. The big takeaway from this is when we, we were talking earlier, at least about uncertainty. When you have uncertainty in your retirement plan, I think all too often, and it's unfortunate, we, we're not really sure what do we own, what's in there, do, why is it reacting a certain way? Do we have a, a plan? When are we going to retire? You know, I had a meeting recently with someone, and they're going to retire in five years, looked at their investments, but also their income, right? She's going to have a Social Security benefit of thirty, roughly thirty six thousand, when she mm-hmm. retires in like five or six years. On top of it, now this is separate from the market, separate from investments. That's a check that's coming in every month. Okay. In addition to that, she had a pension of about twenty four thousand. Now we're all of a sudden we're at sixty thousand. Nice. And I think some of us are not really sure. And then she had an annuity that was going to give her. There was ninety thousand dollars of income, based on the combination of those three income sources: the annuity, the pension, and uh, Social Security. And so what was nice about it, because we tested the plan, we looked through it, I said, think about this. Right now as we sit, you're going to have $90,000 of income regardless, and she still had about a million dollars of investments. So we talked, and so now there's this certainty. It's like, okay, I get it. I see where I'm at. I see my goals. And this is kind of part of just looking at the big picture. Um, You know, we mentioned Social Security example, and I think we were talking earlier, I think before on air you mentioned how that's going to increase in October by quite a bit, probably. I mean, yeah, January the estimate is it like ten
1: and a half percent, which is wow. <laughs> an astonishing number. Last year, it's six and a half percent when it went up. We all went, "Wow, that's a big jump." This is going to be an even bigger, an one. bigger
2: one. And that—that's not an asset; that's an income. But if you had to equate, what would you need to have in a pot of money to create thirty or thirty-five thousand or whatever the number is per year for the rest of your life? So. You know, these are things we want to just get some clarity and, and on our where we stand and what's going on. And I think that helps us get away from the emotional decisions as much as possible. You still want to understand what you own and take a look, maybe do some type of analysis. Again, if you work with someone, if you have a 401k then they can provide some assistance, this is important to, to really kind of do a look under the hood of everything and look at the big picture. You may be in a better spot than you think, and that may help you say, "You know what? I can I can weather this storm a little bit." And we and mentioned get through it. Yep. Yep.
1: So let me ask you. Let's take it one step further. So you've got this woman, this client, with ninety thousand that she can count on, mm-hmm. and she's got a million dollars in the bank or mm-hmm. in her four hundred one k. How do you structure? And let's say she needs you know one hundred and twenty thousand. So she needs an extra thirty thousand a year. How do you structure? the million dollars to give her that 30,000 a year for the rest of her life how does that look so that it's still cuz you know the 30,000 the next year might be 33,000 if we mm-hmm. keep seeing 10% inflation oh sure how do you structure that how do you how do people think about what they do so that some of it's in growth and some of it's generating that income
2: yeah now i always factor in inflation whenever i look and test someone's plan to say okay where are you where do you stand let's take a look i always factor in taxes inflation longevity we look at everything but at least i feel everything is mm-hmm. included. but so what you you do is you structure typically um, you know it's a combination of things there's no one asset class or one strategy is going to outperform the other. For example, value, and you mentioned dividend stocks, is outperforming growth dramatically this year. Yep. If I go back 10 years, growth is outperformed. So, you know, we none of us have a crystal ball and know what's going to... So you want to structure a portfolio that you feel is balanced. There can be minor adjustments to it, as I just mentioned. If you say, I'm going to go a little shorter term on my fixed positions... Because I think we're in a rising interest rate environment, you know, five to ten percent in certain sectors, whether it's healthcare or consumer staples or whatever it might be. But you you don't you have a so you have a core portfolio, and then you may have these satellite positions, if you want to call it that. But it's you know it's just having a solid, balanced investment plan that you can count on. You know, sometimes it's going to be income because you know there's a dividend port, dividend portfolios you can get three to four percent ETFs out there, but that's not going to be everything, and you have to be careful. But uh, and some of it can be up, up growth. The market was up. I know this sounds crazy, but it was up twenty eight percent last year. the has Yeah. You know, so if you're peeling off three or four percent, you're still up. So it can be it just as one of the notes here. It's not doesn't always have to be dividends and income. It can be a combination of growth plus that to supplement your income or your right. you know, your retirement income.
1: And I and I have to say, you know, when you have enough. So for example, I'll just use my mom as an example. You know, she's got a significant amount. In, and all of it's invested, um, Mm -hmm. in a bunch of different things. She's not as, she's obviously down quite a bit because she was heavily in the stock, in, uh, technology. But what she does every year is she says, I need this much to live on and she sells, her advisor tells her what to sell. She sells it Mm -hmm. and that's what she lives on. And the rest of it just sort of stays in there and grows and continues. And, That works for her because she has enough and she owns her place outright and, you know, all the rest. So it, it's really about, and and she does have that, you know, income coming in from uh, Social Security and she's 85, right? So mm-hmm. the amount that she needs is actually, you know, sort of limited. You know, and I, that can work, I think, for a lot of different people. And and until you actually have somebody who can dispassionately and objectively take a look at everything you have, what you owe, what you own, how it all fits together, um, you. I don't think you can necessarily make a, a smart decision. Do you need an annuity to, so that you've got that extra, you know, 20000 Like, for your client, I, I could imagine you taking, say, 200 of the million and saying, Okay, we're going to get an annuity with this, and it's going to pay this. And you now know that instead of ninety thousand, you have a guaranteed one hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. And anything else you need, we're just going to sell as needed. I mean, I mm-hmm. could imagine that that might be a solution for her. I don't know if it is or not, or what you've decided. But there are so many different ways to go.
2: You're, that's true, and that's a good point you make because, you know, there's there's things that you can do that provide more guarantees, more income like the annuities in addition to the other maybe pensions or social securities and joint lifetime income for those that you are married so these are important parts to understand your options and you can test these different ideas and say this is the one i'm more comfortable with they both may work some may provide more guarantees or security than another but doesn't mean both can't work and so again this once you see some of this again that's why i'm a big proponent of doing the analysis and testing your plan it provides that clarity. I think it provides a little, hopefully, a reduction in stress and more of, of, of a sense of, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable and I have a strategy here and, you know, I'm not going to, as we said, freak out in as much as possible. <laughs> try to, not eliminate, try to minimize as much as possible the emotions in our planning. And, and that's a be- good way to approach retirement and be in retirement. Having less stress is always a good thing.
1: Listen, that's what we do at Best Money Moves. We relieve employee <laughs> financial stress. That's the whole point. That's it. And you, and you definitely sleep better at night. So give Tom a call, 630-934-1855, or you can go to com. Tom, our time is up. I'm going to be watching the news all week. I know you will be as well. Yeah. Um, and hopefully... Uh, you know, this is going to be a rough 18 months, folks, but we are going to get to the other side of it, and we're delighted to be here for you as a resource um, as we go through it week by week. That's it for this edition of This Week in Wealth. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, you can find out more at AlphaWealthGroup.com. You're listening to 720 WGN.